0: You're listening to the Rent Roll Radio Show with Sterling Chapman. Hey, Rent Roll Radio listeners, as always, I'm your host, Sterling Chapman. Today, we are joined by Josh Wilson from the Burr Nation. Josh, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Awesome, man. Yes, I heard a lot about you, man. Happy to be here
0: heard about a lot about you as well so i had uh, unfortunately i had not missed the opportunity to meet you in person at the the basketball game event i had some uh, scheduling conflicts but but uh, my my buddies came back ranting and raving about you from it so they said you need to get you need to get this guy on the show he's a, he's a he's a heavy hitter here in the area so for those of y'all listening across the country we're both from south louisiana i'm in baton rouge and josh is in new orleans so i'm sure we we overlap a good bit um can you Absolutely. tell us can you tell our listeners a little bit about you you know, just tell your story how you got into it and what you're doing today
1: yeah sure so um a uh, real estate investor entrepreneur uh you know uh i've always been an entrepreneur uh since i was young uh selling uh i don't know if you know the guy's name but uh his name, his name was brad richdale he he did all these like real estate entrepreneur books, like way back when, when I was like eight or nine years old. And uh, I didn't know anything about copyright laws then. And so I would take those books and buy them and then go and copy them at the local like FedEx or Kinko's or my mom's like, you know, copy machine. And uh, I would go door to door and sell them. And, Thanks. uh, you know, people were like, they would buy it, they would five bucks for it. And, you know, and I think I bought one book for 10 bucks. So that like kind of started my entrepreneurial journey. And I'm like, wow, I could turn, take a $10 investment and turn it into like a hundred bucks. It was pretty cool. So, uh, but then, you know, I learned that it was completely illegal and uh <laughs> needed to come up with another way. So, um, so that was that, that kind of just got me hooked. And then, uh, fast forward, uh, to Katrina, Um, you know, I got into property management and that's my dog, by the way, uh, got into her, her, that's Brandy. Uh, we got into (laughs) property management and, um, and yeah, the rest has been history. I, I, I dove really deep into property management. I wanted to learn how to manage properties, how to manage assets. And, um, I figured the easiest way to do it is get a job property management. So that's what I did, uh, a year or two later after that, uh, then uh, I started our own firm with my wife and uh, we started a property management company. A few years later after that, uh, we, we ended up starting doing sales at a sales brokerage. And then a year or so after that, we opened up our own like home improvement maintenance division as well. So uh, we were literally vertically integrated when it comes to uh, buying real estate. And so um, fast forward another five more years or so, then I learned about the firm method. And, uh, that's where I am today, man. It's just, uh, the Burr method is like accelerated, uh, yeah. you know, our growth of our portfolio, which I'm sure same thing with you, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's where I am now. And, uh, man, I love real estate. It's a huge passion of mine and I love talking about it. So, uh, happy to, uh, happy to be here.
0: Awesome. So yeah, th- th- that's so funny. You bring that up. And first of all, let me say you're pretty hardcore for, for starting to property management company. Um, I, th- I thought I wanted to do that until I did it for a year and I was like, I'm, I'm never, ever going to do this again. for the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> Look, the first year was tough, man. That was uh, that was like, it was a grinding teeth. I mean, uh, we went, so when we first got started, we started right before the real estate crash of 08. So uh, as you can imagine, we were, you know, high on the hog, just started this new business and everything's going great. I'm super excited. I remember laying in bed at night, like looking at an Excel spreadsheet, like doing our proformas for like the next month. And I'm like, man, I'm going to make like $4,000 next month. You know, it's just so cool. And then all of a sudden, like a couple of months later, the real estate market just collapsed. And uh, that was a huge huge wake-up call for me uh, as a real estate uh, new real estate entrepreneur I saw a lot of people go bankrupt uh, saw a lot of bad things happen and uh, the good thing is is that I feel like you know I saw a lot of what not to do and so yeah. trying not to repeat those same mistakes you know as I went along in uh, my real estate journey
0: yeah. So I, I also, I love your your enthusiasm about the bird talking about how it just takes it off. So just a funny story from about an hour ago, I was sitting here in my office with uh, my assistant and my accountant and my property manager. And uh, John is actually my accountant. And oh, okay. so my, my property manager, he's he was like, he didn't quite understand the strategy we're doing. And so he's like, I'm, I'm just alarmed at how many properties you like, you keep adding and it's like, you're just buying them from every which direction. I mean, and you know, you're putting a lot of money out there. I was like, Oh no, 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 You, you don't understand. I haven't put any money out there. Like I, like, I'm not, I have $0 in all of these properties that I'm bringing in. And he just, and, and, and he was just mind like, blown. <laughs> his, 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 he just completely mind blown. And, and John just busted out laughing. And, and, and then after they all left, John called me to go <laughs> to just kind of rehash, <laughs> How entertained he was by his reaction when I yes. explained to him that I bought all these properties without any money.
1: Oh man, that's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it, man. I mean, you know, look, the bird method is awesome. I mean, you know, it's, do you want to uh, break
0: that? Do you want to break that down for our listeners yeah. that aren't familiar with it? And then I want to dive into a little more detail about what types of properties and what areas and kind of like what the numbers look like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like, bird method: buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and favorite one of all for me is repeat. Uh, so you get to do it all over again. And, um, you know, you know, that's essentially what we do. We go out, we acquire properties with private money or hard money. Um, you know, I, I, there is a difference. You know, a lot of people ask all the time, wait, man, what's the difference between private money, and hard money? Well, private money is like going to your aunt or your uncle, uh, and saying, Hey, you know, uncle Sam, can I get hundred K? I want to go buy a piece of real estate hard money is going to like a regular national lender and, uh, or a, a hard money lender. Uh, they have a little more qualifications and underwriting standards and you go to them and they'll give you 80%, 85, 90%, whatever it is of that loan for you to go out and acquire that asset usually within, you know, one to two, three weeks. Um, so there is a little bit of a difference there. Um, but then also too, uh, you know, you go acquire the property, our buy box, we have a buy box that we use. And so our buy box is one to 20 units. Um, and I, I get a lot of shit from people all the time that are like, "Man, why don't you go into multifamily? You know, what are you doing? You know, you're crazy." You know, and uh, and so I just I love the one to twenty unit. The, the competition is a little less fierce, and um, it, it fits in our model, and uh, so it works for us. So we do that one to twenty unit uh, as long as we can acquire the property uh, with the ARV under 80%, um, eighty percent, eighty-five, Well, I'm sorry, eighty to seventy five percent of the ARV. And, uh, we, our general rule of thumb is it's got a flow at least after all expenses, a uh, hundred dollars a month. Now that is all expenses. That's including reserves. It's including maintenance. That's including, uh, our management fee that we paid to our management company. Um, you know, vacancy, all those things. Um, you know, so it's, cause people are kind of caught off, you know, they're like, dude, a hundred dollars a month. Like, how do you live off of that? Like, there's no way. And so I generally tell them that that's like the back in, like that's, you know, $100 a month is like, you know, as far as we'll go. So, uh, but that's after all expenses. So that's essentially what our model looks like and what we buy our properties based on. But uh, generally we cash flow anywhere, usually after all expenses, anywhere from, you know, $300, $400 a month per unit. Um, So, um, yeah.
0: So... That's, uh, I have a couple of comments. One is uh, I'm in large multifamily on the other side of my business that so we were talking about earlier. And you are, you're right about the competition. I mean, it is so much easier for me to pick up these smaller deals than the larger ones. There's just, there's so much competition on the other end. Um, when you talk about the spread, so I typically will do, I want to be 70% of the ARV all in. Um, and then- I'm, I am curious about how you calculate those reserves. So what I do, and and I am in no way suggesting this is the right answer. And, and I ask everybody who burst because I want to know what they're doing so I can find a more accurate like, way to do it because you know, I don't, everything I have is it's like pro forma, right? It's like, it's like theory. I just keep buying them and, and, and I don't have 20 years of data. I've only been doing it two years, you know, I mean, I've been investing longer, but I've only been like really doing the, the birds for two cranking days. it up. Yep. Yeah. So, so what, what, what I do is I take the principal interest tax mm-hmm. and insurance off the bottom and then I take 20% off the top and I, I allocate, you know, my, my property management 7%, you know, and I put the other, th-
1: you do exactly what that's exact numbers I
0: use. Okay, cool. Yep. That makes me feel good.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. It's like literally to the like, we do twenty like,
0: percent. Yep. And I have kind of a okay, that 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 makes me feel really good about about it because I I needed that. I needed that. Like, Full yeah, you're on track. Well, I just I made it up, you know, like I didn't, yeah. there was no there's no like that's the right I did answer. Too. I made it up.
1: I just I felt <laughs> what I was comfortable with. And and two, you know, the great thing is is that when you start, you know, you know, buying as many properties as you as you're buying now. You start to see the scale, and you started getting a little more comfortable with the numbers. Sure. And, um, and and like when you're looking at that twenty percent, you're like, oh man, I'm only putting like five percent away. Like we put five percent away for reserve. So um, at the end of the day, we have an in-house team, so we're a little bit structured different. So if a roof needs to be replaced, our team, our in-house guys, can go replace it. Um, sure. If uh, if a water heater needs to be replaced, our in-house yeah. team can replace. Just yeah, easier, I- you know.
0: Yeah, and, and I have really low costs on on a lot of that that stuff as well. So I think that that helps. But absolutely. Um I, I also I have like a, and there's 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 not really any hard and fast rule about this except for just kind of how I see the the spectrum in my head, but I have like a sliding scale between the amount of cash flow and the amount of equity, right? Like if I'm gonna get 70 grand in equity, I'll take a hundred dollar, you know, cash flow. But if I'm only gonna get 30 grand in equity, I want like two or three hundred.
1: Yeah. Generally speaking, that hundred dollars, you know, is like, like say for instance, we have a nine unit, right. You know, and the hundred dollar rule really works well on those, on those, you know, a little bit bigger multifamily buildings. Um, but if it's a single family, generally if we're getting a hundred dollars a month. We're probably not going to do the deal because there's probably a ton of equity there. We'll probably just flip it. Or we'll like lease option the deal um, just so it gives us just another exit. Um, that's like another thing that I, you know, I, I always preach and talk about is like, um, you know, when well, it comes down to when it comes down to the burr method, is that like if you can if you can burr a property, you can probably do every any any other type of exit there is. Sure. So if it meets the burr method, yeah, there there are many options.
0: They are flips that I'm just holding yep. on to for 20 years.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh,
0: and, and another thing that, and I don't know what your financing on the, the back end looks like. So my my process is I. And, and maybe I'm a little eccentric in this, but I like, I like triple close. So I, I buy them with the hard money or the private money or my money. And, and then I immediately like cash out like within a couple of weeks, like with a small local bank, but they give me crap terms. It's like 20% is that, is that a.m. rehab. It is after rehab, or it's subject to rehab. Pretty much whenever I can get them to give me the money.
1: It's crazy, but, man. We would do the same thing. <laughs> but
0: but I yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. like those those terms, right? It's like a twenty year AM, five year balloon, five yeah. and a half percent interest rate. Yep. So three months later, I'll refinance it again into a thirty year fix with a lower interest rate. Um, and yeah. and and I'll take that hundred points, that hundred dollars spread. Uh, not that it's going to make. Me rich this year, but you know, over time, especially in our inflationary environment, like the property value is going to go up and the rent's going to go up, but my 30 year fixed mortgage is going to stay the same. Absolutely. So, as that rent rises, that spread rises. Yep,
1: absolutely. We do the same thing, we triple close. Um, I do the same thing, And it's just because it's easy on the, on the local banks, community banks, there's like no season, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, literally you walk in there, Hey, here's my property, you know, give me, give me 75%, 70%, whatever it is. And of the value, bam, they do it. They can close in like two or three weeks. Cause they, you know, they're doing it all in house. So keeping that loan in house. And then what I normally do is uh, a little extra step is I will package a, a group of them up and then take them to a, a larger national lender and do a 30 year that way. And then That's I'll what do I do. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. So I, I'll, I have like, I have a three month seasoning with the national lender. And what I do is I, I'll, you know, I'll, let me, I'll wait until I get like five or six houses and then I'll, I'll start the three month mark, you know, when I, when I buy the, the fifth house and then I'll send it to the national. I say, Hey, when, when we get to the three month mark, refile five yeah. of these into a little yeah. portfolio.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a great little process and, uh, it's just, you find that, you know, as you, you know, you make the mistakes along the way, Got a here. you make the mistakes along the way and, um, you know, you find what works, you know, and then you find that, Hey, the national guys have a little more seasoning. It takes a little bit longer. Uh, and then you find also too, that the local guys are a lot, it's a lot easier to get deals done. So, uh, you know, yeah, so that, that's what we do as well. So
0: awesome. So w- w- where do you buy primarily?
1: So we have a box. Uh, our box is uh Hammond all the way over to Slidell and then down to Chalmette and then all the way across uh down to Kenner. So that's our box. Okay. Like
0: the New Orleans box. The greater New Orleans yeah. area. Yeah. I want, I'm glad to not be competing with you over in my sandbox.
1: Oh no, no. We well, yeah, we're <laughs> uh, we're you're in a different box.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well you got we got plenty of inventory on both sides of that line. <laughs> absolutely.
1: Um, but uh but yeah, no. So no, absolutely no the, the box is um you know, it, it's a, it's a huge thing that, you know, we use and literally that's how we buy deals. Give me an example, right? Uh, my wife and I, we were on our way to Asheville, um, in, for Thanksgiving and, um, uh, we got a deal from a wholesale. I was browsing Facebook marketplace and a deal pops up on the, uh, on the Facebook marketplace. And while I'm on the plane in the air and, uh, I, you know, we sit down look at it, uh, tell the guy, the host sale, while I'm on the plane, he emails me a walkthrough video. I then, uh, Look to my right. My wife's next to me. And I say, Hey, look, can you, uh, can you run the comps real quick on this? She runs the comps real quick. It looks good. And, uh, it meets the buy box. And, uh, so I sent a contract, I sent an offer back to the wholesaler again on the plane in the air. And he says, okay, yeah, we'll do the deal. And, uh, so we did the deal, signed the documents via DocuSign and, uh, we're actually closing on that deal tomorrow. And, uh, awesome. I lined up the private money while I was on the plane. Um, I lined up the, the hard money. It was, uh, it was pretty cool stuff, man. It's like, I feel like when you get to a certain <laughs> scale, you have that confidence, you know, to be able to just sure. pull the trigger on deals. Whereas most people they have analysis paralysis and it takes them forever. And, uh, and then they lose deals that way, especially in this, you know, competitive <laughs> environment, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got, I have a, a funny, similar story. So, uh, my, me and my wife and, I can tell the story because i'm confident she'll never listen to this me me and my wife went on vacation for our anniversary and uh, it was her birthday and our anniversary was the same day and we went to bay st louis and i promised i wasn't going to do any real estate stuff the whole time we were there but she was taking a nap and i saw this deal (laughs) online and so i got it under contract and uh but i never went to go see it and so I, I, sh- I, showed up to the closing the other day and the, the lady selling it started trying to explain something to me about, you know, in the garage I was like, well, no, I've never been there. Oh, and, and, and I was like, I don't usually do that, but, uh, yeah. you know, that was a, just,
1: I, I bought like probably the past, I don't know, the past year or two, I've, all the properties that we bought, I, I may have seen one. Um, and it's just, again, you know, you got that team in place and you have guys that can go look at it for you. And, uh, it's just, once you start getting to a certain point, man, it's, uh, it's just like a damn rocket ship, you know, and, uh, you can just keep going and you can really scale it, you know, whereas, uh, a lot of people are like, you know, they say like, Oh, multifamily, you know, it's easy scalable. You can actually scale single family. It just takes a little bit more work, you know? So
0: sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is, what is your, what are the numbers look like on your typical deal? What, because, you know, we, we talked to a lot of different people in a lot of different markets and, and, you know, this strategy probably wouldn't work in, in Los Angeles or, or Nashville. So can you kind of go over the, the prices and the rents and kind of what those relationships look like?
1: Yeah, we generally stay, uh, you know, we generally stay in that $150,000 all in range, um, that's a typical, uh, that's including rehab acquisition, holding cost, all that. Um, you know, it, we get a larger deal, like example, we bought a nine unit about three weeks ago. Um, you know, that was 600 and that was 600 K plus 50 K in renovations. Uh, well, updates we're doing. Um, so, uh, you know, we can, we'll go up, you know, but generally speaking for our typical single double, uh, you know, duplex deal, it, it's 150K all in, you know, we'll buy, we'll probably acquire it for 75,000, put 25, 30 into it, um, you know, and uh, and then and be done or, you know, acquire like we bought one, the one on the plane, we bought it for a uh, hundred, I'm um, sorry, we bought it for 103 and uh, we're putting like 35 into it. So we'll be all in under 50, uh, 150K. So that's typical. And the rents on that will probably generate between 1800, 1900 a month. Um, you know, like the one the, the big nine unit deal we did, uh, all in six hundred and fifty. Rents are at, uh, we raise rents, uh, they're up now to about 9,000 a month. So, um, just mm-hmm. that, that's a typical, typical deal for us, you know?
0: Awesome. So, um, what's next for you?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man, it's, uh, I just, I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy real estate. I, uh, I enjoy the bird method, obviously, I uh, feel like I can do it now in my sleep. And uh, you know, so I'm, I'm probably going to continue on. We're, we're doing all kinds of stuff when it comes to uh, uh, with the burr method and boot camp. And uh, we have a mastermind and, and that stuff. And uh, that's been really cool. Really uh, enjoy doing that. Uh, we do like a lot of deal analysis and stuff like that. And so that's, I feel like what is my passion. Like I love looking at, a spreadsheet, and you know, going through the numbers, and you know, seeing if the deal passes the two boxes that we like to call, like make sure it passes the ARV box and the cash flow box. And then if, uh, if it passes those, boom, you got a burr. And uh, so that's uh, that's really, uh, I think, where you know we're heading next, and uh, just looking looking forward to that. You know,
0: now how much you 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 said you're vertically integrated, so you have a property management company and and you know these these other types of companies. How much time do you support other folks with that? Or are you just...
1: Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a... We've a. We've actually been phasing that out. Uh, if you asked me that question about 10 years ago, it would pretty much be all third-party management I've managed for others. But about 10 years ago is when we started really hammering hard on, uh, on acquiring our own stuff. So now the portfolio has, has uh, flipped. And uh, we used to manage about 100% for others. Now it's probably 30% for others, 70% of our own portfolio. And the great thing is is that um, we're now supporting essentially our own portfolio, our management company. I mean, our own properties are supporting the management company and the maintenance company and our rehab company. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So tell me about the rehab company.
1: Yeah. So essentially what we do is uh, we have guys, we have crews uh, that go in there and uh, we have subs as well. So we have in-house crews and we have subs. So uh, what we'll do is we'll go in there and treat it just like, uh, you know, we're a regular contractor going in there to rehab a property. Usually our rehabs are very light. We don't do any heavy lifts. Um, occasionally maybe one a year, we'll do a heavy lift, but majority of them are all cosmetic in nature. We'll go in there, we'll do painting, we'll upgrade, uh, you know, uh, countertops, light fixtures, uh, maybe put some subway tiles on as a backsplash, things like that. Very light stuff, paint the exterior, paint the doors, uh, you know, you know, make put lipstick on a pig is, is some like to call it, but, um, yeah. I've actually, I talked to an appraiser. Uh, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And uh, I had her uh, on, on Facebook Live. I did. And, uh, you know, she basically said that, you know, look, a lot of the appraisers, they're going out there and they're looking at these deals and you're doing cash out, cash out refis. They're not looking at your mechanics. They're not looking at you replacing the right. roof. They're, they're looking at the overall condition and what it's going to look like compared to the other I, property. And I, I didn't really know that. Honestly, I thought, Oh, yeah. I'm going to get a whole bunch of credit for a new roof. And, uh, yeah. you know, little that I know that, no, they're like, man, if you go in there, paint the property, put granite countertops and make it look all pretty and like stage yeah. it and, you know, looks great. You're going to get the maximum amount on your appraiser. So
0: I've gotten i uh, I've gotten an incredible amount of education from my appraisers over the years. Uh, I, the, one of the earlier ones I did, I spent thousands of dollars on a lot, a lot of money on these like beautiful, uh, like solid Oak floors. And the appraiser, like he came in, he was an investor too. So he like, and he knew like he was a good bit older than me. So he was like, it was kind of like one of those, like he was going to teach me. Yeah, and yeah. he goes, he goes, man, I bet you spent a lot of money on that. I was like, I did. I was all proud thinking it was, he goes, yeah, that adds really no value. You could, you could have just yeah. done uh, like you could have done LVP. Like, <laughs> LVP <yeah. laughs> and I hadn't done it since. The other yeah. thing is like, yeah, and like you said, on the mechanical side, like, dude, half the time, by the time we get the appraiser in there, like we don't even have the sinks hooked up. You know, it's just, it's literally just stage. And, and what I have found to be the case and I don't know if they'll ever come out and straight tell you this, but it just from meeting with enough appraisers and seeing enough appraisers come through really, it comes down to two things and it's square footage and is it updated? And and it, it almost doesn't even matter how updated you could pick the ugliest colors. You could, you know what I mean? All like it boils down to, is it updated? Meaning like, was it recently painted and had new countertops and cabinets and stuff and new flooring and what's the square footage for this neighborhood? And that's really all it boils down to. I mean, we still make it pretty because we want like, you know, we want high rents and we want, we want to resell it at some point, but like, it, as far as the appraisal, cause like looking back, like when I first started, I, I mean, now I just paint everything agreeable gray and all the granites Brown fantasy, or if it's a higher end stuff, I do some kind of quartz. always painted white cabinets, you know, it's, it's the same thing over and over again, but in the early, cause I'm terrible at picking out colors. But in the early days I tried to pick out colors and it's like, Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, it didn't yeah, make a difference. We, at all. We have
1: a, we have a, we, what's called, we just have our SKU list. And, uh, it's the same SKUs we use every single time. So Home Depot, you know, we, we, you know, we just use Home Depot. That's what we do. Uh, send it to the bedroom, you know, and, uh, it- you know, literally buy in bulk. Uh, We actually just, like, I'm sitting here uh, talking to you and I got a text message from my project manager. We're about to buy a 1,000 boxes of LVP. We're doing a bunch of renovations right now, obviously. And, uh, you know, the order is like $40,000 of flooring. (laughs) I'm, like, choking, you know, as I'm reading this. uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh,
1: but it's cool, though, because, you know, eventually you're going to get uh, you know, we're able to get a discount on the floor, and you know, it's like retailing for you know dollar eighty nine a square foot, and we're you know we're trying to push to get it for around a dollar thirty two. So you know, we'll save a little bit there, and uh, you know, helps out. But it's the same floor we use all the time. Uh, but again, economies of scale. If We be able to do that, it's great. You know, so
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. So I want to hop over to yeah. our radio round to let let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. So I just got yeah. three quick questions for you. The first one yeah. is. What is your favorite book?
1: Yeah. So look, I, I, people, you know, I get haters for this, but I, I'm a Grant Cardone fan. Um, I love, I, Uncle, I
0: love G. The, Uncle G. 10X.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. actually, I'm going to his mastermind in March. Uh, oh, that's cool. Him and Brandon Dawson, uh, you know, uh, in March. Uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, he's, uh, you know, I know he's a hype guy, you know, and all that. And I, I don't yeah. get into all of that. I really get into actual, the, you know, the, the, the marketer that he is. And uh, he's yeah. a brilliant marketer. And uh, yeah, so 10X rule. Uh, 100% uh, or seller be sold. Those are, uh, mm-hmm. those are two great books that I love. I read that one on the plane. Anytime I'm feeling down, Uh, you know, or in a dumps 10 X rule, pop it out, man, I'm jacked up right.
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember when I read the 10x rule. Like, guys wouldn't even come near me in the office for a week because I was being so obnoxious. <laughs> I, was, I was calling customers over and over. And, but but it's and,
1: really true, man. Like it's like it's yeah. just like what you do, right? With with your birds, you know. And and it's the same thing. Like if you set a goal so high that you really know you won't, you know, hit it but you probably will hit a higher goal than what you normally would have done if you just set a lower goal, you know? So it's, it's a real, it's a mindset thing, but at the same time, you're living proof of it because your role, I mean, you are you doing seven or eight rehabs at one time? I mean, that's uh, you know, you're, you're, you're kicking ass, you know? So, uh, and that's what the 10 accrual is all about. So I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to hear plug Grant or anything, but, uh, but yeah,
0: I, uh, I plug. like, I like Grant. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. some things you, you hear him talk about mechanically. You're like, well, that it's almost yeah. like, well, does he really understand that? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. uh, but what I would imagine the situation with Grant is, uh um, he's such a great marketer and he's such a great salesperson. I would imagine he probably teamed up. He's probably got some nerd in the back running the numbers and picking out the good real estate. And he's just, oh, okay. his job is just to solicit investment. Yeah, and he, I mean, yeah, he, I do that on my, I do that on my large multifamily side, right? Like I've got a really, really smart guy doing the analysis for my large multifamily properties and doing all the, you know, and I get in front of people and, and, and find investors. And I would yeah. imagine because I've heard, I've seen Grant with his, like, with his, you know, his little dry erase board and, yeah. and you're just like, like it, it kind of, yeah. eh. but I love his motivation, yeah. his marketing stuff.
1: Yeah. He, he does. I mean, look, when it comes to like his real estate stuff and all that, you know, I, I kind of, I stay away from it. But, uh, but when it comes to, you know, him as the marketer, he, he's, a well, genius, he, he, uh, he would
0: know, knock, he yeah. would knock you buying all those single family houses.
1: Oh, absolutely. He would, he would, he would crush me and he probably will crush, crush me in March uh, when I go up there and I'm sitting in a room with them. And, uh, it's just, it's going to be a small mastermind. It's like 50 people. So, uh, it's gonna be pretty cool, but yeah. You know, eat my lunch when I tell them that, you <laughs> know, we have this huge portfolio of singles, you know, so. But, uh, but yeah, so no seller be sold or 10 X rule, um, uh, 10 X rule, you know, is a great book. It's, uh, you know, I live by a lot of those standards and sure uh, my sure. wife wants to kill me a few times because, you know, mm-hmm. I set these crazy ambitious goals, but, uh, at the end of the day, you know, you only live once. Right.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, what's your favorite quote?
1: Yeah. So I kind of like altered this quote, um, and we're actually going to be using it, uh, for a lot of our stuff. Uh, but it's, uh, it's money or excuses. You can't do both. And, uh, so somebody had some alteration of that. They did like, you know, you can make money, you can make excuses, can't do both. But I kind of like simplified it down. I just, I like it. Money or excuses can't do both. I feel like, uh, the reason why I came up with with that or not come up, came up with that, but kind of altered that is because, I would get text messages and DMS from people all the time. Um, you know, I was very active on social media until I was hacked, uh, recently. <laughs> we we'll can go for that story for another day, but, uh, but yeah. And, and, you know, I get people all the time asking me, Hey man, you know, how do you find deals? I can't find any deals in the market I'm in, I, or I can't find any lenders. I can't find any banks. I can't find any root contractors. It's like everything's, you know, excuse, excuse, excuse. And so, again at the end of the day if you want to make money you can't make excuses and so like i said you can't do both so
0: awesome what's your favorite thing to do outside of work
1: that's tough man um because i love what i do um so you know honestly the other thing that gives me great joy is uh, watching my kids uh play sports um my son plays uh football uh he's on varsity football team here at st paul's locally and uh you know, he's a phenomenal athlete. And then my daughter, uh, she plays basketball for her local uh, uh, elementary school here. So uh, watching them play sports actually going tonight. My son's actually just finished football. They lost their championship game. And he literally just started basketball, uh, playing basketball the next <laughs> night. So I don't know nice. how he does it. Um, so kudos to him. But we're going to go watch him tonight and go play. So if anything, I would just say watching my kids sports. That's a great joy.
0: So Awesome. How can our listeners find out more about you? Get get invited to your your Burr Boot Camps and your Burr Masterminds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Burr Boot Camp uh, it's free of charge. Uh, just go to BurrBootcamp dot That's uh, B R R R R Bootcamp dot and, uh, you'll be able to find out all the information you need there. And, uh, yeah, we, we hold uh, masterminds once every six weeks as well. So, um, you know, you can join that, uh, just, but you can get all the information at burbbootcamp.com. and, uh, just check me out on social media too. When I do get my page back, hopefully it should be back tomorrow, but it's just Josh Wilson. You can look me up and uh, hit me up. I'll uh, happily uh, talk with you about real estate.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. I really, uh, really enjoyed it. I look forward to uh, meeting you in person. I'm sure we'll, we'll bump into each other at one of these events here soon.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah. Thanks, I Appreciate it so much.
0: All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Rent Roll Radio Show brought to you by Crestworth Capital. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. You can also visit us at CrestworthCapital.com or RentRollRadio.com or follow us on Facebook at Rent Roll Radio or at Crestworth Capital. If you would like to reach us, feel free to shoot us an email at info at rentrollradio.com or sterling at capital.com. We hope you come back next week to join us on some more of our journey. Until then, happy investing.